ladies and gentlemen, holy freaking hell! Oh my god, what did we just watch? I am going insane with emotion right now. This was supposed to be a calm entry into the podcast and I have failed, but I don't care. With me as always is Stuart Late. He has been in my house for half an hour. We have eaten pizza in complete silence. <laughs> we to we avoid, have. To, to, to avoid spoiling anything, we want to save it all for this. Well, I sort of, I sort of walked through. I haven't said a word to Natalie. I've nodded at her. She's nodded at me. I We've think eaten she's pizza. Yes. And, and then we like, save it all for the podcast, <laughs> and I have been suppressing emotions, and now Stuart's here, and my hands are flapping up and down, and the kittens are all askew and confused, and I don't care, because, oh my God, Stuart, what, what, oh, what, oh, whoa, like, wow. Yeah, I know, that John Oliver video we just watched was really, um, <laughs> it was really full and it made some really salient points, I thought, about the, the Brexit. Um, it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> we sat here eating pizza going, let's watch John Oliver so we can So we don't talk. talk about Game of Thrones at all. Like That, that, was, like, that was a heck of an episode, wasn't it, really? Like, like, I mean, we knew it was going to be <laughs> epic. Like, we knew that. It's Ep9. We know it's going to be exit. We know someone's going to yes. die. Possibly more than one. <laughs> Historically, yes. That, that seems to be what happens at this point of the series. Like, we have that DNA of the show. Yes, exactly. I, th- I think the show knows that, too. Like, because it, yeah. it definitely, last series, I think, tried to mess around with that. I think um, Hard Home was episode eight or something. And, That's and, true. And yeah. so it, try, it tried to sort of catch us by surprise it with did that a one. Bit, though. This one, this season, though, has been very much about meeting expectations. And, yeah. and so that is definitely. A very big part of this episode is, is things played out that I think a lot of people had wanted to see play out for a very long time. So, and yeah, I mean, clearly we're going to be spoiling the hell out of this. So oh, yes. if you haven't seen the episode, why are you listening? <laughs> Please don't listen to this. Go watch the episode first. And how are you even alive? Yeah. <laughs> how are you um, alive at this time in 2016? I am so amazed that I did not get any spoilers on social media yesterday. Yeah, it was pretty, I saw it was a couple pretty of quiet. People, I saw a couple of tweets kind of fly past, but I just avoided mm. my eyes and... Do you know what I think it was, too? Apparently, over in the US, um, the NBA finals are on, uh... and there was this big conundrum in the week leading up. It's like, so guys, what are we doing? Like, what are we collectively as a as a nation doing? Are we, <laughs> are we DVRing Game of Thrones and watching the NBA finals, or are we watching, the, or are we, you know, DVRing the NBA finals and watching Game of Thrones? I think the general thing that most people did was they watched the NBA Finals, because it's a sports event, you watch that live, and they recorded Game of Thrones, and they went to watch that maybe, you know, maybe. later than they would have wow. normally done. So I think the reaction was a lot less sort of scattered. Um, it was it was a lot more scattered than what it would normally be. There wasn't like that big sudden rush around 11.30 yeah. our time, 11.30 a.m. in the morning, um, of everyone's of Twitter suddenly blowing up and going, oh my God, and all yeah. these things. It was like it was more spread out, and so there wasn't that sense of something giant has just happened. Yeah. But several giant things happened in this episode, including mm. one actual giant. Actual giant. Well, look. <sighs> let me just start by saying Stu is on holidays at the moment. I am, and yeah. he is in a chipper mood. Oh yeah. Uh, I, meanwhile, was up till about 3 a.m. doing my recap. <laughs> so if I seem a little broken, it's just <laughs> lack of sleep and the effort involved in doing yes. that recap because wrenching that one out. Oh, it was, it was like, you know, it was a, a clench and curl. Um, it was <laughs> as a visual, it, 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 like, it was one of those ones where I wish that I had more time. I just, I couldn't yeah. get off the couch after mm. watching 
that and I'm trying to upload I did actually film myself because I'm clearly a wanker with like to try to get a reaction video but of course I ended up filming you know the whole second the half whole, yeah that's it you're like oh I think something big's gonna happen exactly here, and you're right exactly and I'm still trying to upload it to YouTube and the damn thing won't upload but if you I'm sure that the emotions like if I eventually get it up there and you just fast forward through but you can see these kind of like how, how long is this reaction video it's like 30 minutes, 30 minutes it's long. like the second half of the show I had to sit there holding my phone at my face it's the weirdest thing <laughs> But I wanted to have to try and record those sort of genuine reactions. Yes. And I go from being in tears mm. to shouting in triumph to being back in tears. One of the cats has just joined us. Hello, Crystal. And after it all, I just lay down on the couch mm. conveniently with one of the kittens kind of yelling at the kittens, I will always feed you. I will always feed you. <laughs> you should always feed your cats. I will never starve you. But I lay there for about 20 minutes, just mm. not able to really do anything. Yes. But, you know, just kind of quietly freak out about what I'd just seen. It was an amazing episode of television. Yeah. Amazing battle sequence. I know that it wasn't quite the same as the Battle of Hardhome or the Battle of Castle Black or some yeah. of the other conflicts we've seen. And even in this episode, well, the other big conflict at Marine. Yes. But it was the most full-on battle experience where you felt in it yes i think i think in the moment in the individual moments in this in this episode is some of the best the show has ever done i think the the battle like the battle of the bastards i think is what we're just calling it i mean you could make the argument that's the best medieval style battle certainly that's ever been filmed like for tv or for even film yeah. like really like it was incredible like you know they had like hundreds of like literally hundreds of extras they had 80 know. horses i think involved I think even more, like, yeah. like this huge amount, like, like huge, side. yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. like huge amounts of, of actual physical people who were there, then enhanced with CG, obviously, and, mm. and all that sort of stuff. It was incredible, like, a, as a technical achievement, as a battle scene, it's all incredible. I think we have slightly different reactions, though, to how we thought the episode as a whole sort of worked, and I think that's probably where we're going to oh, have... Oh, I see. What? Where we're going to have... Because... While I enjoyed it greatly, I, I did feel a little bit let down by this. A little bit. What? In certain aspects. Not in terms of spectacle and not in terms of everything that happened. But, I don't know, I just felt like something was missing here. Something that, like, you know, I, I watched Hard Home on the edge of my seat the entire time. And I watched the battle for Blackwater Bay, like, the, like on the edge of my seat. And the battle for the wall on the edge of my seat. And this one I was kind of like, oh, this is cool. Like, this is a really cool really? battle scene. Yeah, I was I was a bit disengaged, I think. And I don't know why. I don't I know exactly why. I think it's because why. you're on holidays and you're just too Maybe. chill. <laughs> Maybe I'm just too chill. I'm Yeah, I, I, I want to get into the reasons for that later. Okay. And, and, I, wanna, and I do want to put the caveat out there. I did love this episode. Like, I did think it was, it was great. It was wonderful. I love what it did with the, the characters and the storylines. But I, I wasn't like, this is the best episode I've ever seen. I was like... Ah, uh, that was good. That was really, really good. But I've seen better episodes of this show. Wow. Mm. Like, I yeah. I don't like to rate episodes of no, Game no, of Thrones. No, yeah, yeah. no I'm, I'm not saying like it's... I never like yeah. to do that because I just think there's... You might get a scene in one episode that's a dog of an episode, but it's got some sure. brilliant moments. Absolutely. Like, I, I yeah. really find it difficult to rate. And as I said, you can't really compare this to Hard Home because Hard Home was a full-on slaughter where there, this is a pitched battle and, you know, Castle Black was a... Yeah, I. You, you can though because they're they're all. I'm, I mean, I'm they're, just freaking they're out quietly all over against you because yes. I'm feeling like 
I don't know that we can well, keep podcasting Well, this together. is what... <laughs> I've expressed less than undying love for no, an no, episode no, of the Game of Thrones. No, no, no. It's not that. It's just of all the episodes that... And no, this is the thing. Stuart, and... Tormund Giants Bane, your yes. hero in yes, life. Yes, I know. It was fantastic in this. Amazing. Bit Small John Umber's yes, neck out. That's right, With his yes. bare teeth. I know. And screamed. Yes. Like a man inhabited by demons. He did. I, I had had by actual demons. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Stand here the giant. There is nothing wrong with that particular uh, part of this episode. And, and that's the thing. And that's the, the thing that I think is is maybe the problem with it. And it's still hard for me to is pin it down. Is too much but I, awesome? It could be. And that's actually a point that I wanted to raise, is that we have in this one episode... Danny retaking Marine, riding a dragon for the first time. Her dragon's finally... Not the first time. She's ridden the dragon. Well, her dragon's into battle for the first time. And it's the first time we've seen the three dragons all flying together, not just Drogon. True. They actually attack things and attack enemy ships and stuff, and yeah. that, that happens. You know, so this is a big moment for Danny. Like, she's finally... And, you know, it's for her final defeat over the Masters. And then we also get this huge battle for Winterfell that we've also been building up towards all season, and... And I feel like both of those events, and I guess we'll talk about this now, both of those events should have been given more space to do their own thing. They should not have been in the same episode. Wow. Danny's thing should have happened last week. Arya's, the culmination of her arc, should have happened the week before. Because what was, what was the reason for drawing that out? They drew that out for a week. Funsies. Yeah. You could have concentrated on Danny coming back and having her final victory over the Masters, and that could have been the the big culmination for last week. And then this week, they could have done a hard home and, and like really focused on all the machinations leading up to the Battle of Winterfell until finally they they have that climactic battle and, and it could be given room to breathe and some of the character motivations could be made to make more sense. I'm going to put an opposing point of view here. Okay. I felt they had a real yin-yang energy about them. True. Because I felt that you had, on the one hand, this summer... The summery place, marine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a very light, airy city by water. Mm. You had um, this magnificent kind of all-out domination yes. battle. Yes, you know, Danny yeah, yeah. came in, clipped in with the dragons, and you know, not straight that, away. She waited like oh, half yeah, a day. Yeah. She she dangled um, like a mouse in front of the <coughs> masters, and you know, toyed with them like a like a cat or whatever the metaphor is there. But she ended up with. A beautiful, magnificent, famous victory. Yes. With no, minimal casualties. <clears throat> the marine stuff I have very little problem with. Like yeah. in and of itself. And like so it's fine. for me, the Battle of Winterfell was then the, the dark to that light. Mm. So you had sure. this immense triumph counterbalanced with, oh God, it's all going to go wrong. Mm. You know, you, you're dealing with someone who doesn't know their enemy well enough. Whereas Danny knows the masters well. So yes. I felt that they suited that the same episode because they showed kind of the two sides of the, the warfare coin, you know, an, an immensely overpowered side, one-sided victory, because clearly nothing can really beat mm. three pissed-off dragons. No. Versus a scrap, kind of a scrappy underdog taking on a, a sadist. Yes, yeah. So I, you know, I disagree with you there, and that's sort of my point. But you know what, Stu? We're mature adults. Well, we, and we are. You're free to disagree with me. Um, <laughs> just don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. Absolutely. Because I don't want ass prints on my door. Fair enough. Credit to Futurama for that gag. One of the best. <laughs> um, okay. Well, look, how about we go and look through Marine and let's, let's, let's unpack Marine. Tie, uh, unpack. That's such a modern word, I love isn't it? it. People it's a don't, good one. 
people don't just sort of examine or study something. Wrong. We've got to <laughs> unpack it like it's an Ikea umlaut mm. or something. Then we have to spend half the day trying to put it back together. Yeah. And where's the Alan key to this episode? <laughs> so Danny and Tyrion are in the pyramid. There are flaming rocks or projectiles of some sort coming in at them. And this is my this is my one problem with this particular well actually well, anyway, but such a negative no, 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 listen, listen. And because because I have said up front, I really like this episode. It was a great episode. It was had a lot of awesome things happening. Yeah, but you're it. coming with a butt at me. I'm I'm coming at you I'm coming at your butt first. Yeah. I'm right? not a racist, but uh, <laughs> it's what it feels we, like. Oh, okay. Really? <laughs> really? All right. I'm teasing. <clears throat> She's the, not um, racist. No. He's a misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not, because I saw one of the most awesome things about this episode was all of the female characters finally yeah. having some wins. Like, like, and that's why I don't want to. I don't want to get too down on the episode because it did have these female characters that we've been seeing for a long time, especially Sansa, finally get some. Oh yeah, get was- some. Actual proper unambiguous victories. I needed and smelling salts. Yeah. It was that sexy. I think. Well, yeah. I think it's. I think it's probably. Yeah, it's probably the most like female victories we've seen in a single episode. They're all mm. just packed together. Yeah. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I think we'll probably have different views on. But let's leave that to one side. Absolutely. But um, your problem with Tyrion and Danny. Yeah. Well. Well. The, the the small thing is that like she she arrived at nighttime in the middle of an attack. And then suddenly it's the next day and they're just now having this conversation. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just, yet again, Game of Thrones is doing that thing where it's like, it just gets rid of time just for narrative convenience. It's like, well, whatever. I like to think, I like, I have the mental image of her coming in wordlessly to that room. They're all looking at her in shock. And then she (laughs) just kind of turns around and wordlessly walks back out again. I did the image of everyone out. I need my beauty sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Come back to me. In the We've morning. got a couple of things to talk about. It's like, you have no idea the week that I've had. Yeah. So just give me some a couple of minutes to myself. <laughs> I need a bath. Yes. A cup of tea. <laughs> Bit of a lie down. I'll be fine. So, yeah, I mean, that was different. I did notice it's that as tiny, well. It's a tiny, tiny nitpick. It's, it's just something you have to kind of yes, move exactly. past. Um, but so Tyrion was, you know, fantastically going, look. Marine's doing really well. <laughs> Crash! Despite, despite appearances, we're actually doing really well. It is a, a good time. Mm. It's a good growth time for the city. The market. It's an exciting time to be a Miranese person. <laughs> it's so true. So, um, Danny then decides to implement her plan, which is just burn them all, essentially. Pretty much. And, um, and I was, I was like, oh wow, am I going to, am I going to be proved right on the Danny as a supervillain theory? Like, what's going to happen here? No, you weren't. No, I be wasn't. Proved right <laughs> no, because Tyrion acts as. Don't sound so happy about that. <laughs> I am happy because I don't think Danny is a supervillain. I think she has more cognizance of of what yeah, dangers but it, but lie her way. Well, only because she's surrounded herself with good advisors, and that is probably and is still willing to listen to them, which yes. is a good thing. Well, that's what a good leader should do. Exactly. Yes. So Tyrion acts as her conscience and says, hey, your dad. Maybe don't burn all of them. Um, Yeah. And he knows what, you know, because previously we've only heard Jamie say to Brienne that the Mad King said burn them all, burn them all. Turns out Tyrion knows that knowledge. Yes. He knows that there was all the wildfire Mm. under the city in all the kind of main points of town, which as an aside, is that what, 
Cersei and Kyber well, talking about. Well, that's like the fourth or fifth time we've seen that mentioned. Okay, so that's backing season. up that, yes. that theory that Absolutely. Cersei will be the one to burn them all. Mm. But back to Danny, Tyrion says, I've got a different approach. Mm. No, no, well, she said it's, it's totally different. And he's like, you're talking about burning cities. It's not entirely it's not in, different. That's not totally different. <laughs> and that was such a great line. It was it just was, kind of really yeah. bringing Danny back to, hey, mm. could be another way to go about this. And so they engineered this fantastic trap of the three masters, mm. including one I remembered now was, um, remember when she was, I think it was when she was outside the city or maybe outside Yunkai and... He came in when she had the dragon. It was back in like season three or something. It was when we first met Mario. Mario was was played by the other guy. By the other guy, yeah. And uh, he had offered her ships or something to go away. Mm. And she said no. So the masters are saying, well, you screwed that up and now you can run like the beggar queen you are. And Tyrion says, we're not here to trade insults. <laughs> we're here to talk about terms of surrender. And they're like, well, you're going to go do this. You're going to give us all the Unsullied back. You're going to give us Missing Day back. And you're going to run off. And she's like, no, no, no. We're talking about your surrender. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and then the master just says, it's like, your reign is over. And just in the background, you see this you just little... see this little flapping <laughs> shape. It's just amazing. How does he know? Like, she must have some kind of connection to those dragons for them to arrive. Certainly, certainly to Drogon. I think she can sort of pull out heaps of stuff. I think that I think that's been established. She has like a connection with Drogon. Mm. I don't know about the others, but they certainly seem to do what she says this episode. They all that stuff from last season and earlier this season about the dragons not being able to be controlled is apparently. Fine, we yeah. can totally control the dragons. Well, she or at least can. Danny can. Yeah, she yeah. can. But she couldn't for a while. Like that was the reason she had to lock them up was because they were yeah, acting eating out and eating and people. Stuff. But yeah, good point. But anyway, they broke <laughs> out. They broke out of the dungeon, which they wouldn't have been able to do had Tyrion not let them off there. No, that's right. Leashes, yeah, so they they, they picked the, the narratively most satisfying moment to moment, break out. Exactly, like, but again, there must have been some kind of exactly like some sort of call where she was like, "Hey, Dogon time to say, time to do some stuff, get out." Yeah. But why they didn't do that beforehand, who knows? But obviously, they're they're very intelligent dragons, so exactly. we we'll just have to accept that they were waiting. Yeah, lying in wait, and they fly above the ship, mm. and she just says, "Dracaris." Of course, flame, uh, fire, and bang, three jets of dragon mm-hmm. flame breath yes. upon this ship and everyone goes ass over. Meanwhile, over around the, the gates of Marine, mm-hmm. all the sons of the harpy were back just stabbing wildly. Yeah, that was random. Yeah, um, well, clearly they were I mean, still... obviously, so they were, they were taking advantage of the chaos to like... Yeah, they must have Just been. kill random people though? Like, who are they killing? Who were those people? Miranese people. You know, but traders. Re- but the sons of the harpy were Miranese people. Why yeah, would they, but they be wouldn't killing... be everyone? They would just be killing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but why would they just be randomly killing random Miranese people? They have just as much to lose from it's Game of Thrones. Everyone likes to. It was very unclear. Anyway, it was like, hey, remember these bad guys? Well, here's the Dothraki. Oh man, that was so good. There's like this rumbling. <clears throat> And then just every Dothraki in existence. Yeah, every Dothraki. Yeah, here's, here, that, that's a bad day for, for those sons of the harpy. Here's every Dothraki ever. Clearly they'd come just outside the city or something like that, mm. but they'd stopped and Mario yeah. was leading them. And then he came in with an arak, which is the, the, the curved, curved sickle thing, yeah. sword and bang, decapitated a mm. son of the harpy. And I have to say, Stu, found it a little bit erotic. <laughs> 
and that's something I noticed, you know, it was really heightened for me this episode. It's, it's certainly a truism and we've experienced it all, all before, but it was really heightened for me in this episode how much you cheered when one of your favourites was violent or kind of dished out yes. justice yeah, and yeah. when one of your favourites was being attacked or mm. indeed killed in this episode, yes. how, how traumatising it was. So it just was – it really heightened that mm. emotional effect. For me anyway, I don't know, Stu, you might have a heart of stone given our – No, look, look. <laughs> I have I don't I don't have the the stone sickness yet. I'm teasing. Um no no but um while I was watching the episode I was I was as drawn up as you were but it's only it's only sort of thinking about it later where you sort of go Hang and on. that's because you've been on holidays. It could be. I have some free and time. I have had time to think yes. about it. Had time so, to analyze the episode and yeah, sort of yeah. go hey instead of what I normally do which is just stumble over here and go hey wasn't that a great episode? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's normally what I do too. We should re- retitle this the Stumblecast. Stumblecast. The Bumble and Stumblecast. Um, then to wrap up Marine, the next time we see Danny is in the throne room with Theon and Yara Greyjoy. Yes, who who, who, are, who are there? Awesome. Just they're there time. too. Great. Look, I like <laughs> that because it, it was that lovely moment of Tyrion saying, "It's very efficient." Last time we met, yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's turning the screws on Theon. And Theon is now having had that chat with Yara at that city where they were. Wherever they were. Hooking up with <laughs> prostitutes. He has got a bit more of himself back. You can yeah, see you his feel pieces a bit more, returning. Yeah. And he tries to say, I'm not uh, saying what I did was right. Yeah. I did worse things than kill the Stark boys, but mm. I didn't kill the Stark boys. And Yara saying he's paid for them. And Tyrion having his little gloat saying, well, I don't know, you're still alive. <laughs> you're alive, aren't you? And I don't know if they mention the whole... They don't removal. mention the whole Ramsay yeah. stuff. Um, but who knows what Tyrion has already heard about heard that about through Varys yes. or the other network of spies or whatever that he's got going. Mm. So they're there to obviously outflank Euron Greyjoy, their uncle, mm. yes. and hopefully get Daenerys to sign on with them mm. so they can get their claim to the Salt Throne and provide her with about 100 ships from the Iron Fleet yes. before Euron has the chance to turn up with his own ships and his, quote, big... Big cock. Yeah, mm. that's that's the one. I like to keep it nice, too, so you can say the swear words. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no, I, I swear like a trooper. I'm just <laughs> conscious that you never know when my mother could listen. That's true. So, uh, <laughs> she was. There was a lovely interplay between Daenerys and Yara. There was. It was, it was lovely, yeah. all of a sudden... You know, the revelation that Yara is a lesbian from the previous episode when yes. we saw them makes sense. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and she's this lovely, you know, moment where Danny says, I assume your offer doesn't come with marriage demands. And Yara's <laughs> like, Well, I never demand, but I'm up for anything. And it's just. Really and Daenerys says a little, Oh. <laughs> yeah, and it was nice to see her talking to a woman who is also self assured because yes. obviously Missandei is there. Yeah. And Missandei is fantastic. But she's an employee. She's a yeah. She's a she's, she's a subordinate. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So she, and 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 obviously she has that very stoic personality at yes. least until she got wine <laughs> into her last week, as we famously parody on this very podcast. Yes, indeed, mm. and we'll keep that in mind. Mm. But it was nice to see her actually engage with another woman of a, a more equal stature. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Danny is clearly the queen of all queens, but Yara and to, to is see self-assured. Someone... Yeah. Confident, happy to be a ruler, has a lot in common with Danny. They both That's have right, yeah. stupid fathers who exactly. got killed by usurpers. <laughs> They're both women rulers in a time mm. when women aren't rulers. Mm. So they have those 
kind of that meeting of minds. And it was nice to see Danny sort of shake Yara's hand and say, okay, with Tyrion's blessing, I guess. Yeah. She does look yeah. at him and sort of go, okay. And I guess I think that's probably a hangover from him advising her about don't burn them, let's try another way. She's yes. sort of checking in with him and going, okay. <clears throat> well, actually, I think that was almost like a, see, I can I can do this True. whole diplomacy yeah. thing. It's fine. And he's like, yes, radio. Yeah, radio. Okay. <laughs> All right, Lols. I guess. But look. Anything to add about that? Because I think... Well, I just thought... I thought it was really great. Like you said, to see um, Daenerys interacting with Yara, who is who is on her level. She's coming to her to sort of offer her fealty, but she's sort of coming from a position of strength. She's saying, I've got all these ships. Like, let's talk. Let, let's, you know, let's talk. And it's interesting because we haven't seen Daenerys really deal with someone who's coming to her with, like, an actual thing. Like, she's been negotiating with a lot of masters who treat her like mm. an idiot. Or her advisors, who either treat her like a little girl or who are in awe of her. Mm. So now she's got someone who's just coming to her and saying, hey, I got ships. You need ships? Yeah. I got ships. Let's go. Let's make a deal. Yeah. What's that? We we shouldn't, like, do any pillaging anymore. Well, well it's going to be a hard sell, but I'll talk to the guys. But that's what I loved most about that was her saying, you know, we all had bad fathers, everyone here, mm. and we need to leave the world better than how we found it. So... The Ironborn can't just go around raping and pillaging and mm. raiding anymore. <laughs> and Yara's like, but it's our way of life. It's kind of like, hey, maybe time to find some new hobbies. Yeah, absolutely. Just saying. Change we do not sew S-O-W to we do not S-E-W. <laughs> Nobody will know the difference. Say it's been a, a, a mistake all this time. Yeah. Plant some crops. That's right. Do it. You know? Go for it, guys. Get a little hobby farm going. You know, marine aquaculture. Absolutely. Uniquely placed. Absolutely. And and tourism. Yeah. You know, <laughs> coastal tourism. Absolutely. Some diving. Get on it. It's very salty. Maybe they could package up all the sea salts and do a nice beauty line. <laughs> From the salt of the Iron Islands comes mm, salty scrubs. <laughs> Sailor salty scrubs. Get your skin nice and smooth. <laughs> Because I didn't mention, and I should mention, this will lead into our transition, that fabulous moment when Grey Worm and Missandei and Tyrion say to the Masters, look, one of you have got has got to die. Yes. Because you've betrayed the contract we had. Mm. So which one will it be? And, of course, the two cowardly ones go, it's this guy, it's this guy, it's the one with the eyeliner. Yeah. Get him, get him. And they push him forward. He kneels down going, oh, please, oh, please. And then Grey Worm just... <laughs> Kills the other wow. two. Bam. Like Rambo style. Just bang. Blood spray. <laughs> and then Tyrion says, tell the story. Mm. If any other masters want to try and take Marine back or reinstate slavery, tell them what happened when Daenerys Stormborn and her dragons came yes. to Marine. And that's... What a great line. Yeah, it's brilliant because line. it's about the spreading of that uh, mythology. You know, and it's not it's not mythology as in made up, but it's... Like, it's preserving... But that propaganda, a, almost. Yeah, like, you know, spreading is, the legend, yeah. you know, that, that this is not this just... This is what happens when you mess with a pan. girl with dragons. Yeah, exactly. So let's transition then towards the Battle of Winterfell, but it's time for another episode of everyone's favourite sitcom. <laughs> Living at, at home, home with Grey Worm and Miss Good job cutting those men's throats. Thank you. Living at home with Grey Worm and Miss Sandy. It's brilliant. It's gonna. Fly. It's got legs. Oh. 
It's got like... We've got a development deal in place already. Yeah, absolutely. Um, content creators, <laughs> get in touch. Call in. I just love saying call in. I desperately want a radio show. <laughs> call in. All right, so let's go to Winterfell. Yes, and, let's. Wow. We have a couple of setup scenes that we can go through first, starting with the Parley. Is that how Yes, we, yes, yes. Uh, which has... Like, in an episode with, like, awesome battles and dragons and, like, Danny riding a dragon into battle and all that awesome stuff that happened in this episode, it has one of my favorite shots of the entire series, which is Liana Mormont yeah. sitting on her horse, having absolutely zero time for Ramsay's <laughs> bullshit. Like, just no time at all. <laughs> just sitting there with just the biggest sneer on her face. <laughs> She's a 10-year-old girl. Yeah. It's incredible. It's the best thing I've ever seen. It's so good. <laughs> it was just a wonderful cutaway of her because obviously she's a small girl. She's the head of a household. She's not going yeah. to be in the battle. But it was great to actually have her there as the She head was of her. just there as the head of house Mormont who was contributing like a large portion of the troops that they had available yeah. to them. All 82. All 82. 62. 62 yeah. yeah. Some tiny number. <laughs> Brilliant. And you're right. It had... It had there were so many things in this episode yeah. that are worth noting. And even today in my recap and reading everyone's comments, and again, thank you for commenting on cheeseburgergothic.com or facebook.com slash Natalie's Throne. So many people found and noted things and said, oh, I love this mm. bit or I love that bit. And I, I was like, these are all the things that you yes. never get everything when you're No, recapping. that's right, exactly, yeah. But I did, I did do a screen cap of that shot of Liana yeah, because... Yes. Oh my god, that was just a brilliant so good. face. Just that, that expression. Yeah, that girl should just—I don't know—but people hire her, give her more work. Yes. <laughs> once she hits maturity level, she'll be amazing. Um, John goes to. Oh, Ramsey is so—he's so slimy. Like he's great. I mean, I hate him, but he's mm. great in the way he just goes, "Oh, hello, my darling wife." Yes. Thank you for just returning, not, my yes. darling wife, John. Now, pop off your horse and bend the knee. Yeah. I'll all be good. And he says, you know, I'm a man of mercy. I'll pardon you all. It's like, no, he won't. No, he won't. No, he and won't. that's to their credit. They know that. He, he'll never do anything like that. Um, but John offers to go against him one-on-one. -on -one. And for a second I thought, gee, what if that's what happened? And I knew <laughs> that it probably wouldn't. Um, but I just, I didn't, it did make me wonder like, wow, what, what would have happened if mm. Ramsey had said at that moment, okay, fine. But he said, and he admits it. I can't beat you one-on-one -on -one mm. because of the story say you're the best swordsman in the North. Mm. So he has a psychological He would be extremely silly to yeah. take him on one-on-one. -on -one. But he knows that he can beat him yeah. with his army. And then the only thing John has to come back to that is, well, do your men want to fight for you if you won't fight for them? Which is, which is great, but at which the same is, time... Which is such a stark way of approaching yeah. the problem. Yeah. And, and John, John was infuriating this episode for, to me. Wow. No, no, yeah, oh, yeah. Because oh, he, he screwed up He screwed majorly. up everything. He because, screwed up Because a lot. he's Ned Starking it all over the place. Yeah. Like, after getting told again and again and again, Ramsay is an evil, manipulative master planner. He's, he's, he's the Westeros version of the Joker, mm. right? Like, he's going to have something to push your buttons. Don't let him push your buttons. And then Ramsay just comes up and goes, button, 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 yeah. button, button. And John just goes, rah! Yeah, he doesn't even do that many buttons. It's he doesn't, like he, he just, doesn't oh, even, no. he's not even conflicted. Not even a tiny bit. He just launches himself at him. And I guess that's why people, like, people like that about his character. It infuriated me <laughs> this, this episode. I was like, but, you 
idiot. But that is the joy of Game of Thrones is that it presents this to you, which is on the one hand, yes, we venerate honor in our culture. Yes. And in our, like the values that we have is to look at someone like John and go, yes, hero. Sure. Yeah. But then the show points out that heroes have their downfall. Yes, exactly. They have weak points. Yeah. And what was so amazing about this episode and in that war council afterwards, when Sansa said, you are, he's going to make you make a mistake. You, you, you have not consulted me. You've not thought that I might have insight. You don't know him. I lived with him. I know that he's going to, to push you. And they now, had a proper fight, like a real proper fight about how they to did. approach they, they did. I, that yeah. battle. And I, all of that stuff was really, really good. And I, I, I liked the, the interplay between the two characters there with Sansa sort of going, oh, you know, you don't, you don't know him like I do. And, but, but John then says, all right, what should I do? And Sansa's response should have been, I've sent word to Littlefinger, the Knights of the Vale are coming. Please just wait a little bit until they get here and we can actually, like, do something about this. All right? But she didn't for what I can only assume were plot-related reasons, like yeah, narrative-related reasons rather than in-universe Someone stuff. on Cheeseburger Gothic, I think, today suggested that perhaps had Ramsay seen the extra now, army... I, yes, he wouldn't have... He would have retreated back to yeah, Winterfell and had a nut. siege. Yeah, that's right. Now, that's fine. But did Sansa make that decision? But, but that's what I mean. So, so the, or did the, she know that they were coming? There is she nothing in the episode. That is something that the audience is bringing after the fact to yeah. justify what we saw on screen. And maybe that's the case. If so, the episode has not given us enough information to justify that. And that's where I go back to the point that having the Danny stuff at the start takes up time that we should have had to establish all this stuff. Like, what's Sansa doing? Like, like, and this is the thing. The show wants to have the literal cavalry arrive. Like, like a yeah. giant... Like, it's, <laughs> the, <laughs> it's the literal cavalry. Like, like knights on horseback yeah. mount the hill and, and come save down and save the day. It wants to have that moment. And technically, it has set it up. But in-universe, none of it makes sense. Why wouldn't Sansa say something? And people say, oh, well, because... She knew that, like, John couldn't do that. It's like, well, why? It doesn't make it doesn't make sense in the universe of the show. She kept the fact that Baelish had charge of the Aran troops secret from the beginning. Yes, exactly. But she could have said, I have reinforcements coming. She could have said something to someone, to Davos. Like, just to anyone. To, yeah. to let them know that they're not just fighting with this tiny force. Help is on its way, and they just need to hold out. And maybe that could have, that could have been the thing, where they're like, they know that these people are coming... But maybe they're not sure that they're coming or, or you know, may, they've heard that this army is on the way, but maybe it won't get there in time. Well, she, look, she had told Baelish to bugger off. She didn't want yeah. his help. And then she sent him two eps ago a message. Mm, a message. Saying. And we all knew it was to Baelish, even though the episode yeah. was, try, was trying to keep it And there were a whole bunch secret. of people online saying, we don't know who she sent it to. And it's like. like it's, no, no, no. We know exactly who it's she Baelish. sent it to. There's yeah. really no other yeah. option. Yeah. But she wouldn't know necessarily, unless she'd got a raven back maybe, but then. That would have spread through camp, you'd think. So I felt it was like a come quickly, we mm. need help. Yes. Uh, and then they arrived just in the nick of time. It, they could have had the exact same sequence of events play out and had it justified in-universe so much better, but they wanted to keep it a secret for some reason, and it just hamstrung the episode, I thought. Wow, okay. I thought, I thought it completely robbed that moment of any of its power. Like, I thought, anyway. 
Wow. Other people probably disagree, but I... Because I knew they were coming. Of course they're coming. Well, we all knew that Of they course they're coming. coming. I think it was the case of when are they coming. Like, it's Game of Thrones. It wouldn't be past it for them to all arrive as everyone else lay dead. You know, well, pretty much everyone else already was dead. But <laughs> that amazing pincer movement, the, the spiky donut, as I called it. <laughs> yes, that. yeah, yeah. And they just kept squeezing and squeezing and these mm. huge mounds of very, um Very, like, Roman mandible sort of formation with the, the shields and the spears and things. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I guess so. I don't know that much about pitched battle fare. <laughs> um, <laughs> Probably fortunate for, for you. <laughs> I, I know. The only thing battle. I know is that when in the Battle of Bannockburn, they used the Shiltrum, which is when a whole bunch of soldiers work in a big circle, but they're, wor- they're working out. So oh, they, okay. form a, they form a circle... And they work cover outwards. themselves with their spears and work out. This yes. is like a reverse yes. shiltrum. Now, military experts, feel free <laughs> to get in touch. I'm probably wrong, but I, all I could do was call it the, the giant spiky donut. Mm. Uh, that's, that's pretty good. That's and, a pretty good uh, description. And they had piles of bodies. But we're, look, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting into the battle, and we should probably go back through some of the. Well, there's a pretty. Stuff. There's a pretty major. Well, actually, no. There's there's a couple of major things to touch. There's on. There's a couple yeah. of major things to touch on. Yes. So let's just come back to the battle. The first thing that I want to bring up is how amazing was it that Tormund did not know what a pincer movement was? Uh, it was just that great. Line. Well, they're-, <laughs> they're looking, they're moving their little things around, and John's saying, well, you know, they're not going to be able to hit us like Stannis hit you because we're digging trenches. They can't get us in a double mm. envelopment and just pause. A pincer movement and mm. pause. They won't be able to attack us from they the won't side. They will hit us from the side. And John was like, good. Good. <laughs> he was just brilliant this episode again like you know i'm so glad he made it through because yes, there were a few yeah. moments of oh god torment oh god mm. but he was just sensational <laughs> and um yeah so the, i mean the fight between john and sansa feels like that maybe there's a maybe there could be a rift there uh, a, a bit of a fra- fractious yeah maybe although i thought point. i thought it was very it was very interesting i think you picked up on it in a recap as well was that Sansa was ready to just cut Rickon loose, like she's done. Sorry, yeah, that's yeah. the other thing I wanted to mention is how amazing it was, mm. given the Ned Starkiness of John. Of Snow, John, yeah, the the little fingerness of that. Of yeah, Sansa. I mean, can you imagine? This is Catelyn Stark's daughter. Yeah, and we know how protective and fierce Catelyn was about her children, and that's you've right, got yeah. her her oldest living child now mm. with Rob dead, saying, "Yep, let's cut the youngest one loose." But she's so. Pragmatic about it but because it, it, she knows. Well, it's much more important than that because, as she points out, he's the heir to Winterfell. Like yeah. Rickon is the heir to Winterfell. Nobody In the absence knows where of Bran is. no one knows where Bran is, so you know Rickon is the last living male descendant of Ned Stark. Jon Snow is a bastard. He's not eligible for mm. Winterfell, you know. And Sansa is a woman, which in the in the universe of Westeros means that she couldn't necessarily inherit Winterfell. She would probably be the Lady of Winterfell for a while. She'd probably have to get married. But she'd have to get married to someone. And, yeah, exactly. You know, and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, and, and another... Well, but, and this, but this means that for all intents and purposes, House Stark is dead. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's alive for now, but there is no male heir to House Stark. And she was... She knew that Rickon was alive, but she's like, Ramsay is only going to use him against us. We need to cut him loose. Sansa is effectively, in that moment, saying... We can we can let the Starks die as long as we kill Ramsay, which is a very little finger wow. thing to say. Okay, wow, that's even deeper than I than I read into it. 
Well, well because, so like, like Rickon is the last heir of House Stark. But she does say a few episodes ago when she tells Jon, I'm going to take back Winterfell, it's very much about reclaiming her home. I mean, yes, killing Ramsay is obviously a big part of it, but she comes from the point of view of reclaiming her home. Oh, so sure. So I feel like it's mixed. I don't, I don't feel like no, Ramsay's death takes precedence. I just think it's for her a necessary part of reclaiming Winterfell for, for yes, the Starks. Yes, but, but, but there are no Starks left. Like, she wants to reclaim it for the Starks. Like, you know, Sansa is a Stark and Jon is a Stark, theoretically, but he's a bastard and she's a, a girl. Like, there's not a male heir there. In, I'm talking in terms of Westeros... Yeah, because like I was about to say... Law and culture. Sounding a little sexist. Um, <laughs> as I mentioned, misogynist. Super misogynist over here. Crazy. Stuart the misogynist late. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like that's, that's what I'm coming at this episode. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at what Sansa is doing, and it's a major, major shift for her character to sort of go, Rickon's dead, we can't save him. Ramsay will do something, and he'll be dead. So we shouldn't yeah. hinge any plan on saving Rickon. And it is amazing. And she's right. Yeah. Like, and it's amazing. To th- and John's like, we can't give up on our brother because he's so honest he's and noble. Ned Stark and all and over it's the like, place. Look, you have faced the White Walkers. Mm. You have faced wildlings. You have faced rebellious Night's Watchmen. Mm. You have not faced Ramsay. Never you, to face Ramsay. You cannot now. comprehend how messed up he will be and how, as you say, he will push your buttons. Uh, Before we get to the next bit where he actually pushes John's buttons, uh, a quick detour to Tormund and Davos have a beautiful conversation. (laughs) Have a beautiful little one-on-one. That's great. About what their chances are. And Tormund is so chipper. And I mean, this is a guy who doesn't know what a pincer movement is, so no doubt he's just chipper. (laughs) It's like, well, we fight hard and I don't know what this Bolton guy does, so Mm. I'm sure we've probably got good odds. and, (laughs) And Davos is really amazing. It's like he's resigned himself to... Stannis is, you know, he's not there to avenge Stannis. He's mm. just like, well, Stannis I, I believe, had, I believe in my cause. And Stannis had, I, I believed in Stannis, but he had demons in his head. <laughs> Did you see these demons? Are they real demons? <laughs> what matter of demons were these? What it's kind like, of demons? Not, not actual demons. No, it's a, it's a, it's a matter of speaking. It's a matter of speaking. It's a <laughs> Tormund's not quite convinced. Yeah. I was like, mm. Mm. <laughs> I still feel there could be demons. <laughs> But then he invites what is he invites Davos in for some, some sour, sour sour goat's milk because <laughs> he needs to have a drink before a battle. But Davos likes to keep a clear head and just goes walking around. Mm. Now, by God, you'd be tired then the next day. But amazing coincidences. Yes, he finds Shireen's few like sacrificial, sacrificial pyre. pyre. That's it's a pretty giant coincidence, a really big coincidence. <laughs> Although they do say they do point out that they're camping in the same spot that Stannis was camped. Yeah. So I get it. It's fine. But it is narratively convenient, it's as so very, many things in this episode were. very convenient. Yes. And he finds that little stag dog. Little Did stag he carve that I think he her? carved yeah, that for her. Yeah, that's right. So, so, I was trying to so remember he that finds thing. it, and it's all burnt. And he's like, huh, that's interesting. Because, and this is the thing, I assumed that he had heard, I guess he just heard that Shireen died. Yeah. Like, he must have assumed that the Bolton men killed her. Yeah, which is rational. Rational. He, but, but then he's like, hang on. And so the wheels start turning in his head, and he's like, hang on, what is going on? And we see then at the end of the episode, he's looking very pointedly at Melisandre on yeah, the walls of Winterfell. A very dark, yes. dark look indeed. Mm. And he knows that, I think, having seen... Didn't Stannis sort of do some sacrificing by fire? You well, know, he, he saw he saw him burn Mance. Like he was there for that, I think. 
Davos was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's definitely seen him burn so people alive he, before. Yeah, so he yeah. would have had that knowledge. In fact, they mentioned, they mentioned Mance. That's Tormund right, yeah. Him so, that we, so that we have it in our minds that, hey, remember, Stannis burned people. And it was really amazing, that little thing too, because Tormund and Davos had that exchange about, oh, we trusted kings too much. And it's like, ah, but Jon Snow is not a king. He's like, no, he's not. No, he's not. But he is beautiful. But anyway, so <laughs> morning dawns. Yes. John rides up through his meager troops yes. who are assembled. Man bun resplendent in the morning sunlight. Oh man, what a bun! <laughs> what a bun! Uh, I, I can see the very. Uh, I can see why it was good to probably have that there. Oh yeah, sure, in the, in the battle, absolutely. Um, not that it's not that it stopped him before. Like previously, he's always just had his hair out in the middle of battles. That, Maybe he finally got sick of it getting in his mouth and his face and stuff when he's fighting. Yeah, you know. true, true. It does take something away from the character, the man bun. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd still tap that, but <laughs> I'm terrible. I am terrible. That was me doing a motorboat, clearly. <laughs> Apparently. John's <coughs> motorboat. You do it better. How do you do that? <laughs> That's the one. That's it. I don't yes. have the I don't have, you, the, I, I have the I have the jowls for it, yes. But I have jowls too, but I can't do the <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it as well as you do. So Dawn. Yes. John. Not, not the other dawn that we haven't seen since episode one. The dawn of morning. Oh, right. Mm. Yes. No, not D-O-R-E. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to dawn? Remember dawn? Yeah, remember dawn? That was Remember when we were really excited about seeing dawn? Yeah. And then never again. So <laughs> John's at the head of the army and then Ramsey comes out through his army and he's towing, towing, trailing something on a rope, pulling yeah. something on a rope. You know what it is. And Everyone we know what it, it was. is. Of course it's, of course it's Rickon. And it's Rickon. Yes. And He's another one who's kind of whoop, shot up. In he has, he's although, although almost as tall as Ramsey. Yeah, I know. Like to the point where I think they actually did a couple of forced perspective shots to yeah. make him seem smaller because he's meant to be a kid still. Yeah. Um, and he, but he still looks like a kid. And I think that's the yes, thing. Like yes. he's still very much like the innocent, very boy. innocent, very innocent. Um, and Ramsey, this is where Ramsey starts his game, and it is. Mm. I mean, it's horrible, but at the same time, I do have to have that grudging. Like Ramsey's got some. Like he's smart. Yes, know, exactly. He's, he's he's a psychopath, but he's a very very smart one. Like yeah. he knows exactly how to play this and how he's got everything set up. Yeah, how he has turned his kind of I guess cobbled together the image of what Jon Snow is, mm. and totally able to use it against him. Yeah, absolutely. Even though he must know that Sansa would have given him warnings, he must know, but he still just goes for it. And so he sends Rickon off to run. And that's the, the game. It's just got to yeah, go run just to run John. as fast as you can, and if you make it, you're free. Yeah, although we did have that moment where he kind of pulled out his knife, and Rickon's like, oh, God, this yeah. is it, and bows his head, and then he cuts brings the, the knife down and cuts yeah. the rope. So, of course, we all big, breathe a big sigh of relief at that point and then go, actually, it's going to be worse. Yeah, it's going to be horrible. <laughs> it's going to be horrible now. <laughs> Whatever and so happens. he sends Rickon running, and then John realizes what's happening, and charges out. Yeah, to, to, to get him. Doesn't even sort of go, hey, you, good horseman, you go and get him. It's it, it, not just, even a thought no, of just does involving himself. someone else. It's like, I am the go-to guy. Meantime. I'm a self-starter. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Meantime, Rickon is running, just barreling along in a goddamn straight line. Yeah. <laughs> and every single person watching that episode is surely screaming out, Serpentine! <laughs> Serpentine! Zigzag! Come on! Serpentine. Serpentine, like, Serpentine. That, you know? Yeah. 
Just I, I mean, I left, was right, like, left in, an, in a non-predictable pattern. Yeah, Come on. It was funny because I was saying zigzag, you know, run zigzag, yeah. but I didn't realise how universal that reaction was. Oh, every, every <laughs> single person. It was Prometheus all over again. What's Good Lord. Prometheus? The... You know, the, 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 the sci-fi film by Ridley Scott, there's like a prequel to Alien. Oh, okay. And like it has a scene in it where this giant spaceship, this donut-shaped spaceship, it's a big, like, big wheel, basically, and it's... It's like rolling towards one of the main characters who is running after it. And all they have to do is literally either choose to turn left or right (laughs) and they're fine. Instead, they don't and they're crushed by it. Uh, Right? And it's like everyone's screaming at that person, zigzag, go left, go right, do anything. You're in a giant open plane. There is nothing stopping you from like just not being crushed by this giant thing. No. It's fine. So it was, it was that all over again. It's like, for God's sake, boy, just go left, go right, yeah. do anything. But he's young. He's Does he know that? Like he well, exactly, have, you know. He so, didn't have know. the training that John did at, at yes. Winterfell. He was... Exactly, he was a tiny child. He like, was so a that's, tiny child. That's fine. So I he's, know. he's desperate. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was really funny because there's whole articles that have come out today, you know, Buzzfield style things, and yeah. Twitter is very angry at Rickon, <laughs> you know. And it's just people yelling at Rickon, like, zigzag! <laughs> But, like, it's it's particularly ruthless of this show to bring him back just to kill him off. That is literally yeah. why he came back. And it was awful because he got so close. He was. I mean, you know, they they, put, they played that out quite quite well. Yeah. But, like, think, think about that. Um, the, think about that. The showrunners brought him back. They had one scene with him in, like, the second episode. Yeah. And then they brought him back in this episode and killed him. That is literally what they did. We didn't have any more scenes... With Rick on this season. Maybe the kid can't act. I don't know. Maybe they brought him back. Because he was only a tiny kid when they first cast him. Maybe he can't act and they weren't happy with like what he was doing. So they thought, oh, we'll just kill him off. He has done other movies. He was in the San Andreas film with The Rock. Okay, was he any good? Well, I didn't see it. But, Neither have I. <laughs> um, but I did do a set visit when I was filmed, still... Filmed in Brisbane. Filmed on the Gold Coast, yeah. And yeah. I did a set visit when I was still working um, for Fairfax. And I went down there and did a set mm. visit and... Talk to The Rock and Carla Gugino, who's a brilliant, brilliant actor. Mm. I love her. And he was just kind of... Oh, he was there? Okay, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, Did you yeah. talk to him at all? No, I didn't. No? Oh, that would have been of, awesome. I kind of wanted to. I was like... Just like, a, hey, so... Oh, my God, it's a Game of Thrones. So you're, so you're Rick on Star. <laughs> and he was, he was, like, still little at that point. Yeah. And he's... He's shot right up. Yeah, he's, he's come up. But, but... It was. It's cruel, but... But that's crazy, though. Like, But, but it does a disservice to the character because then, I mean, we get it. We understand the stakes in the scene and, and all that sort of thing. But Rickon's a plot device. Like, he's not... Like, we haven't seen him for seasons and seasons. They bring him back in one scene where he has no lines and then they kill him in this episode. Do you know what I mean? Like, like the, the show yeah. could have done some other stuff. Like, at least one other scene. They, they went back and showed Osha. They went out of their way to go and kill Osha just to have Ramsay do something evil again. And we didn't have a scene with Rickon where... Well, technically we did because... Like, surely Ramsay... They both showed up in that first episode where they were captured by... No, no, but, that, but that's my point. Like, they had that they had that scene. And then Osha got He has no also. lines. Yeah. And then later on, they go back and show Osha being killed by oh, Ramsay. she has lines, yeah. She has lines and a... She's a an thing. Yeah, well, that's right. Exactly. Like I said, maybe the kid, maybe they weren't happy. Maybe they weren't happy with his acting. Who knows? Maybe some behind-the-scenes stuff happened that prevented that from happening. But sh- 
you know, just from a story standpoint, don't you want to get the audience to get to know Rickon again and actually care when he's... I still cared. I know he still cared, but it, but in a way then that makes it feel like, oh no, Rickon's dead and not, oh, this is Ramsay using a plot device to l- lure John no, into a I trap. Felt, you know why I felt sad? Because of the potential. That's why I felt sad. Hmm. Because the potential for Rickon to be something better, to join no, sure, brother yeah. and sister and yeah. to help to be in their protection and to help yeah. and to do something. But clearly the R-named children of the Stark family, <laughs> Rob and Rickon, are yeah. the they're disposable not, um, ones. They're in the, they're in yeah. the red sweatshirts, <laughs> the red jumpers. Um, yeah, it, it was sad, but look... And look, you know, like I said, like, like I, I, all I'm saying is that moment would have been a lot more powerful if we had gotten to know Rickon again as an audience, if we knew who he was and, you know, had, well, look, if we, he had literally any lines this season, <laughs> like he had no lines. No lines, yeah. Maybe he's he, going through died. puberty and his voice has gone maybe, really low. Like remember maybe, when yeah. brands went really low? Maybe. So maybe that's it. Maybe literally that's it. And they, they, they were stuck. They could over him or something. I don't know. Got him to talk in a high-pitched voice, like, like Tom. I, I always speak to my supervisor. <laughs> like it just, I, I just, it just that that frustrates me a lot, actually, because that moment could have been even more powerful, and it was already pretty powerful for that to happen, and you know, for John to finally lose stuff. And like I said, like he's Rickon is the heir to Winterfell. Like that is the last hope for House Stark being shot through the heart by Ramsay Bolton. That as far moment, as they know, Bran is still out there. Bran's still out there. But for all, as far as all those characters are concerned, House Stark just died. And that should be a much bigger moment than what we got. And it was already pretty big, but it just could have had that little bit of, like, something. Okay. If, well, we, if we knew Rickon as a character instead of a plot device. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, I'm going to counter by saying okay. that what then happened <laughs> was that John lost it. He did. And this is where that... You know, the big big red button just... He, he Leroy Jenkins right into that. <laughs> he just, man... What is that Leroy Jenkins again? It's a, it's a gaming it's, thing, isn't it? Yeah, it was a World of Warcraft thing. There's that video online. If you Google Leroy Jenkins, if you don't know what I'm talking about, and if you're on the internet, I assume you do, but it's a video... It's from a while ago, so maybe people yeah, haven't seen like it. post 10 years. Just Google Leroy Jenkins, and it's a video of a World of Warcraft like raiding party who are preparing to go in and then... And if you've ever played World of Warcraft, like, it's quite an intricate game and you need to make sure you've got, like, different weapons ready for certain types of enemies and all that sort of thing. And this, this little group is planning their attack. And then this one, this one member of the party just screams out his own name, Leroy <laughs> Jenkins, and then runs into the cave. And everyone's like, did he just run in? Oh, God. Oh, they all, and they all have to run in and they all get killed. They all just get absolutely <laughs> slaughtered because Leroy Jenkins just ran straight in. And in this case, the role of Leroy Jenkins was being played <laughs> by Kid Harrington. John Snow. By John Snow. And just as an aside, and uh, we'll get back to the, the battle very soon, but have you seen that Warcraft movie? No, not yet. Because no. I, I was wondering if... I've I heard was... some mixed reviews. I've heard some really negative reviews from people who don't have anything to do with World of Warcraft. fantasy or gaming. Yeah. And I've heard some glowing reviews from people who are quite into both fantasy and gaming. Mm. And then I've heard some much more believable reviews from people who are sort of fans of everything and just sort of go, yeah, it's like a a really, a really admirable failure. (laughs) Like it's like, 
like their intentions were pure. They were swinging for the fences, but you know, some you can't hit everyone. I was wondering and, if I should go along and see it and just try to like recap it essentially <laughs> as someone with no knowledge of World of Warcraft yes. at all mm. or any interest in, in World yes. of Warcraft at all. It's just like a whole world that I am like, it's not for me. Yeah. It's not my place. Uh, sure, sure. Uh, but, not, it's okay to not like everything. Yeah, uh, you know, that's just the way it's panned yeah. out. Uh, look, I went to the Dungeons and Dragons movie back in the day. Sure. The worst movie I think One I've of the worst ever movies. seen. <laughs> like, I came out of that and I'd gone to like a $5 session because when it yeah. came out, it was, you could still go to a $5 movie session. And I was like, that was the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and I resent spending $5 on it. So I sort of figured that World of Warcraft and that, would be, but that's why that's similar. why it's so it's so um, disappointing that this movie is a bit of a flop because it just is yet another video game movie that's apparently terrible. And apparently this one isn't terrible, but you know, like like that's the the general consensus. It's not going to be a success even in the slightest. it's, yeah. it's done very poorly. Video game movies, they can't do it. They cannot do it. Apparently, the new Assassin's Creed movie looks a bit naff as well. as well. Yeah, I just don't understand why they can't do it. Like you would think that. You've got people have pointed out that the 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 elements of gameplay don't necessarily translate to yeah like sh- regular narratives. Well, no, because you you make a lot of choices, don't you? When yeah, you play yeah. A game. There's, there's so a, I'm not a gamer. A lot so. of the <laughs> well, a lot of the stuff that you have to do in games means that you become very invested in the world of the game and yeah. uh, and you you're playing through the game and and the the types of story devices that they have to use in the game has to back up the gameplay. Someone did a parody article about a review of, of the Warcraft movie saying there was absolutely no resource management at all. And, and you know, no one had to mine for ore at any point, <laughs> right? And, like, they, they're absolutely right in the... Because in the, that's what you have to do. To it, it's, it's, a, it's a top-down strategy game. Right. Like, it's... So you, you click on so units and all, tell them to do things. it's not all fighting. You actually have to go and... Well, yeah, a lot of it is resource management <laughs> and, and, keeping, and keeping, like, a supply chain ready for your armies oh, and stuff wow. like that. And so, you know, there's a lot of that so, to hang it. hang on. So people are playing video games where they essentially work in logistics, which a is like it, yes. a, a real job that you can have in yes, real life. absolutely. <laughs> but instead of just moving parcels around, they're moving, ooh, Oh, don't, well, I mean, in, in, and... in World of Warcraft, like, there's entire economies that people set up, you know, in, like, trading houses and things. Like, it's insane. It's utterly insane. Oh, you gosh. Know? Bless them. And it's very hard to take that sort of stuff. Yeah. And translate it to a 90-minute or 120-minute action-adventure yeah. fantasy film. Oh, no. The supply lines have broken. Yeah, well, or something. You know, like, and that sounds trite. And there, there's elements in there that they could really have mined for some great story stuff. Because it does have, like, some really cool fantasy, like, story stuff. But Do by its very World nature... Warcraft, no, I never have because you would never see me again. I, I've never, okay. I've never played World of Warcraft. I played Warcraft, the games, the old games... Because they're, they're different. World of Warcraft is the online, yeah, like Mamorpaburga or whatever they call it. Yeah, Warcraft. There were the strategy games that they're computer games, but they were like you played them against the scenarios and stuff and that sort of thing. So you were sort of addictive gamer type. I like I like the old Warcraft, but but yeah, if I get stuck in a game, I'll just play it and play it and play it. And World of Warcraft is designed so you never leave. Yeah. You never leave. You always have something else to do, something else to. to it's to really, it's like it's like gambling, then, isn't it? A little bit, it's just a little bit. Keep dropping little nuggets, in especially, front of especially. Yeah, it, it literally is. It's because every time, like, there's enemies, because the enemies respawn in certain places, so you can fight an enemy and it'll drop like a little, 
like reward, uh, but you don't know what that reward's going to be. So you're like, oh, cool. And then you can go away and then you can go back and the enemy will have respawned. And you can fight that enemy again and it will drop a, a reward and it will be a different reward maybe. Or maybe it'll be the same reward, but you don't know which one's <laughs> it's going to be. So you just keep going back and fighting that enemy and grinding yeah. out like stuff. Yeah. So it's you'd never amazing. see, you'd never see me again. I don't like to, and that's <laughs> the thing. Cause I don't like to judge people cause I, I will literally sit on the couch and just waste my life watching Netflix or whatever. So, <laughs> you know, I think as humans, we're all looking for ways at wasting our time. Oh, sure. If that makes sense. <laughs> we, have precious, we have such precious little time on this earth yeah. and, and we spend a lot of it just wasting time. Yeah. And you sort of look at a digital landscape like that. But having said that, I'm sure people are, they're communicating, that's they're working in strategy. Recreation, other people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, like that's what people do as a recreational Stress It's fine. Some people play, play sports. Some people, yeah. you know, make fishing flies or something. I don't know. But, but some people play massively multiplayer online uh-huh. role-playing games. Yeah. It's it fine. Is, it's just... But it's just... I'm just saying you would never see me again. It's it really interesting that so much of it is just admin, you know? It's yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, like, so much of it. You could do this in your day yeah, job. I know. Why do you come home and do it in and your not only that, like... because oh, it's got fairies and orcs. Like, and um, well, because... And this is the thing, like, like uh, not to not to dig into a stereotype, but a lot of nerds tend to be quite misanthropic and, and that sort of thing, or they tend to be quite solitary people. And... Like, the whole point of World of Warcraft is there are certain things you cannot do unless you team up with other players online and do them. And so these guilds form where they're basically teams. And it's just like sporting teams. And you you agree (laughs) on, like, a time and a place to meet up. And you fight that big boss that you need to defeat to get the special gauntlets of strength that the paladin in your team needs to, to complete his armor set. You know, and all stuff like this. And... Suddenly, it's a, a, a sporting team. Like that's yeah. literally what it is. Like it's just this club that you. And so you have all these social obligations. Like if you don't <laughs> show up, your team won't be able to do the yeah do the, the do mission. The, the mission yeah. run. You know, and all this stuff. Like like it, it's all this stuff. It's like this is a this is meant to be fun. Yeah. Why is this happening? Like what? <laughs> I'm I'm managing my my economy yeah. and like making sure my supply trains are fine and like I need to be there at six six p.m. like yeah. Australian Eastern time. Because that's when we're all going to go and, like, fight Mage Lord the Horrible yeah. or something. You know, like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's it's, it's insane. <laughs> so it just it just takes over your life. Yeah. It's it's extraordinary. But that is a, a big uh, diversion. It's a huge diversion. But thank you for explaining it more to me. Because, I, I mean, I've obviously been around people who played World of Warcraft yes, yeah. for, for many years. But uh, it's it's always been... Just an oddity that it can be. Mm. I mean, I, and look, it's... And it's far from the only one, too. There's there's other yeah, yeah, yeah. online games like that, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I just find it really fascinating. I've never really been... I kind of did Super Mario in the 90s. Yes. And really, that was it for me yeah. with games. Like, uh, once... Uh, what do they call it? The left to right... What do they call that type of game? Uh, side-scrolling game. Yeah. Side-scrolling game. Mm. Once that divulged into first-person shooters where you're turning around and you... I get motion sickness, so I can't... Yeah, well, some people do. Yeah, I just yeah. can't handle yeah. video games at all, even uh, like Super Mario on the Wii. Mm. Yes. When you're kind of going over rainbows and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, just, it, yeah, yeah, it just spins my head. So yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm just not in a position to game. And I haven't even got any games on my iPhone. Like so no, many sure, people yeah. got into gaming because of video game apps, but I've not <laughs> even gotten into those because I sort of go... Nah, okay. Mm. Like, remember when everyone was obsessed <laughs> with Angry Birds, and that was before? Yeah, I actually... people still are. I think it's more. It's more like Candy Crush now. Yeah, like puzzle games, puzzle games, yeah. and things like that. And I don't. 
I just haven't gotten into them. So I've got no, to find something. That, well, Call that's, in if that's you recommend the, a good... That, that's the biggest sector of gaming in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. Because you can get games. people you can get yeah. people like me. People who just, just download go, the app. I'm at a bus stop. Then, I'm waiting for lunch in line. Then, I'll just do, 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 do. And the nefarious thing about those is that you can then charge them for power-ups and extra yeah. lives and things like that, just little microtransactions. And you that, can buy mm. money. Yeah, like, you can buy you can buy power-ups in the game that help you defeat levels and, yeah. and all this. And none of them technically need the extra power-ups to do it, but, but geez, geez, it helps. helps. Yeah. You know, so, you know, they're all these people that are just little $1 here, $3 here, $5 yeah. here, and suddenly... You can end up spending a yeah. fair bit on... And, but, but not only that, like, across their entire user base, when you have millions of people playing this game, millions of dollars yeah. starts pouring in as people buy this Actually, stuff. it's funny, because that just reminds me, I think Dan from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast, friend go and podcast. listen, friend of the podcast, won't hear this until probably 2018 by the time he catches and, uh, up. But, the podcast will be talking to him again. Hello, Dan. Yeah. So he um, was obsessed with this game, which is like a truck driving game. So you on, had to on drive. A, on his, on his yeah, a phone yeah. game where you had to drive trucks around the European Union or something like that. So, okay. and, and like what you were saying with World of Warcraft, it's all logistics and admin. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just about making sure that your trucks got to the right place. And I'm like, yeah. you, you're literally doing admin work as your hobby. It's exactly. so bizarre. Yes. Yeah. You know, at least flower arranging is kind of creative <laughs> it's or something. Like soothing but, and, yeah. But, but there was something, there's something obviously people with, and Dan's got quite a sort of a logical mind in many mm. ways. And solving likes, that stuff is like just an endorphin. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. Like going, oh, this fits into this <laughs> hole or this. Maybe people who like jigsaws and stuff might get the same, or Tetris, you know, Tetris yes. is the only other yeah, game yeah. that I played. And I was mostly awful at Tetris because I'd just be like, <laughs> spin, spin, spin. Yeah, that'll do. But like that satisfaction of, Getting the perfect <laughs> line. Of getting and, a Tetris. Yeah, yeah. getting a, a perfect Tetris is... I can see why that would become more addictive. But anyway, there's a little conversation on gaming. Let's go back to the battle where we were at the point where Jon Snow had just massively screwed up. Yes. Spurred his horse into action and headed right for the cavalry. He really did just, just run straight in. And it's just... Uh, and it spoiled John. all their plans because Davos went, go, go, go. Go, go with you your commander. He can't just... And I want to go now. And what was his plan? What was his plan? John, John's plan before. Like, like you know, like like he's so angry. Like he's going to single handedly take down Ramsay. What was his plan? I don't think he has one. He has emotions. Like, I, I understand he has that. emotions. He's a hero. I actually did wonder if in this whole episode it made him seem really dumb. Like, like and I, I know that like he's reacting to the fact that Ramsay just shot that guy and. You know, I, I get okay. it. Okay, here's a bit of a thought. Yeah. Possible death wish? Because Melisandre... Yes, remember, actually, that is very, that's a very astute point. He had gone um, to see her and yeah, said, maybe if I die, die, don't bring me back. Yeah. And she was like, well, I can't do that. I'm going to try. Yeah. <laughs> I love that from her. The Red God calls the shots here. Yeah. I will always try to bring you back. So you <laughs> There's, get no, there's no such thing as a do not resuscitate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, we're bringing you back (laughs) whether you like it or not. So I did have that moment of whether in that moment, because obviously he could have died, but he got up and he kept fighting. But was that charge, that moment of just blind fury of, I don't care if I die, Mm. I have to have revenge, you know? And I thought, I thought, uh, yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. And actually I will take that point because I think that that probably does fit very well, actually. Mm. Um, he's like, if this is how I go out, then fine. But it's not like he gives up. But then, but then he's... No, no, exactly. And so, and so, you know, we do have that very badass shot of him just drawing Longclaw and being like, okay, 
I'll take you on, like like the entire yeah. charging. And that was real. Yeah. Like if you go and yes. look up yeah. the behind the scenes video, which you can get now on YouTube. That's him. That was standing a, in front of a, a charging a group charging of horses. Calorie. That's got to make you a bit nervous. Oh yeah, time for the brown trousers. So it's yeah, exactly as Davos as uh, yeah, yeah as, as Davos uh, had said. So they don't see me. What was this shit in my guts out? Shit in my guts out. Torment. Happy shooting. Happy shooting. Disease <laughs> <laughs> stops just short of a thumbs up. Yeah. It was amazing. Oh, man. I've already seen memes on my Facebook yeah. page of people like, happy shooting. <laughs> so, Tormund is, is easily one of my favorite characters. I love what do you him mean, so much. It, one of your favorite characters? <laughs> do you have a more favorite? <laughs> no, and I got, I got very, Bond's pretty great. Yeah. I do like Tormund. And I, I got very nervous in this, in this, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Late, as we, as we find out over the he course is of the fierce, battle. Though. So the horses, so we have that little, you know, Rug pull moment of the of John's cavalry catching up to him and beating yeah. the cavalry and so much and suddenly it's on and everything happens. I did think the episode got a little bit cute with John almost dying a bunch of times and being saved at the last minute like a Mister Magoo. Like I did you know, think that I didn't have a problem with that because I felt like what it did was the camera was following John and if it had been following anyone else in that battle probably the same, the same sort of things would be happening. Would have yeah, been yeah, happening yeah, is that enough. you come and and obviously John has to survive because he's the hero but you know you would have seen someone else go miss this one got that one what got yeah. hit here flipped around there bang and then maybe they got stabbed yes. so yeah, yeah, we sure. just followed John because he's the hero and he's going to live but. Uh, what I like but about we shouldn't, it, we, that that has never been a certainty in this show. Before. No, 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 it hasn't. It hasn't. But but he was absolutely walking away from this battle. You know what I mean? Like like there was never a point where I thought Jon Snow was going to die. Now, the only time that I did think, oh God, was when he got trampled. Yeah, and was kind of buried in the piles of bodies and was struggling for air. And look, even then, I didn't think he was going to die. But that was actually the most danger that I felt him in because he yes. was helpless. Like he is a guy who can wield a sword, I, he can fight, he can keep getting No, no, I know. And, and and again, in the moment, that is a great moment. It's wonderful. Yeah. Well, like it's it's this incredible like the, the chaos of battle happening around him and you know and he's been knocked to the ground and he My can't God, do anything. Steve, can't you just live you in your truth? Can't you just live in your emotion? But Game of Thrones You're putting your rationale Game of over Thrones everything. has never been a show where you are certain that a character is going to make it through. Yeah. But there was never any doubt that Jon Snow was going to make it to Winterfell. Was there? Yeah, was there well, really? I mean, really? At the end of the day, was there ever any doubt that Jon Snow was? There going was to make less it there? doubt than more doubt. That yeah, Tormund like like I was worried. Going. I was worried about Tormund. I'm like, well, Tormund is the sacrifice. And like, Davos. Davos could have. Yeah, maybe well. maybe Davos. But I was thinking. I was thinking Tormund is a character we've grown to love. Yeah, that is true. And he would be a very good character to off because we don't really need him past this point. Don't we? I mean, I do. Yeah. And you know, Brienne does. Brienne does, exactly. <laughs> but, but narratively, the show doesn't necessarily need him the way it needs Jon Snow or Sansa or True. even Davos, because Davos still needs to have his showdown with Melisandre, Melisandre whereas, you know, Tormund has no unfinished business. So they could kill him off to, you know, yeah. to make us go, oh no, you know, this is really serious yeah. now. To their credit, they didn't. They, they resisted that impulse. But what they did do was kill off Stampy the Giant. They did. So let's and move of course, to... it's Ramsay who kills him. Yeah. We just have to have one more reminder that Ramsay's an evil person. Yeah. Yes. But it was, you know, a total King Harold moment. And, and it was great because Stampy had been the one 
who'd just started fighting back against the spiky donut. And mm. then, you know, John, when he was able to crawl his way out of that mountain of bodies, like, yes. that's what I found one of the most impressive things about that set piece battle was just the way that it piled up bodies into literal oh, no, absolutely. obstructions. Yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah, exactly. You know, because that's what would have happened in really big medieval pitch that's battles. Right. Yeah, they yeah, they yeah. would have had mountains of bodies. Mm, sure. And, and it was, it was so ugly and, mm. you know, just kind of viscerally, it hurt, yes. well, it hurt, like it hurt my ribs, you know, just yeah. like, oh God, you, can, you know. You get the, you get the sense of an actual... People clambering yeah. over and like, you know, small John Umber was clambering over this pile of bodies to get in and fight mm. and, and of course Tormund went, and <laughs> Mike Tyson did, Bit you the know, neck out, yeah. and <laughs> Also, also and, and ripped the neck out of the Great Northern Conspiracy um, fan theorists uh, who thought that yeah. there was some sort of... You know, that the, the Umbers were actually it, secretly working for the stars. It's it, like, no, 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 they're just horrible people. Yeah. If anything, this... We didn't see the what happened to the guy from the car The stars. car stars, yeah, we didn't see but that. I but I think he ran back with Ramsey. Yeah, think. I think I think that was... Because he seemed yeah. not a battle guy, whereas small John Humber was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm a very much a battle and guy. And he was the only person who gave <laughs> a bit of a rallying cry. Like, he went, we're the North. We're the North, know. we're the North. Meantime, Ramsey's sitting there going, loose! Yeah. Go, loose! Time, you know, yeah. go... Off you go. You know, there was no Braveheart moment of we're fighting for this. There was mm. no, and that's what I loved about that. It was just we're either fighting or we're not fighting. There's no yeah. great inspiring words we can give you. There's no, it was just Davos going, go with your commander. Or, you know, mm. there was none of that kind of pageantry of a battle. <laughs> it was just all a hard slog. Yes. And so when John manages to get himself out, and then Stampy sort of follows him up and then Tormund kind of clambers out as yeah. well. And all three of them see Ramsay heading back to Winterfell and then they just run. Mm. Like. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Run. Although we have seen the Vale soldiers arrive at that yeah, point. Yeah. So, so, they've, so they've arrived. They've so arrived. That's the point where the, the literal cavalry, cavalry arrives. There's just that very fleeting shot of Baelish as the camera pans onto Sansa and he's looking very happy with He's himself. looking very smug and oh boy, is there going to be a price to pay for that. I don't think there will happen. be because he was... I feel like he's in debt to Sansa and I feel like this cancels out the debt. I don't think, and I, it's so weird. I didn't put this in my recap and I should have, which was kind of like, come back, Baelish, all is forgiven. <laughs> you know, this, again, this show gets me in the sense that I have hated him so much. Like, like, oh, I made my skin crawl. Mm. And then in this situation, I'm like. Well done. Well done. Hooray. But only, but only because they, but only because they spent like three seasons setting up Ramsay as like a cartoonishly evil villain. Yeah, true. Like just the, mo the sure, most look, evil person. I'm sure I'll get back to hating Baelish, but in this instance, I'm prepared to give I him... Think, I think he will want some sort of price for having come to her aid. Yeah. I don't think... Baelish doesn't do anything for free. No, of course not. So but there, I don't, there will be something that will come out of that. I don't know if it will be as simple as marry me and, you know... I'll secure your. It, it's it's more likely to be he sh she should marry uh, Robin Aaron. Aaron. Yes, I think that you might know? be. It. So yeah. that definitely might be, and he sets himself up as the power behind. Yeah, yeah. The power. Look, in, in the north. there'll be a reckoning, but I just sure. I feel like in this instance, given Sansa's dressing down of him about leaving her with Ramsay, mm. that he does kind of owe her. So yeah, yes and no. I I, I don't know. Anyway, we'll so the veil. Knights have all arrived, like, da, 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 da. and then Stampy, I guess, I keep Stampy going punches one, through the... One One is one, his one. name, but... We, we should, we should use his real name in the, in, the, in the episode where he actually dies. Yeah. But Stampy is so good, because he stamps Stampy's a lot. Stampy's great, yeah. And 
so John, Tormund and Stampy go up to the gates of Winterfell and then Stampy and, and you know, there's a great line where Ramsay's second in command or whoever he is says Ramsay says, Their army's gone. And he says, Our army's Our gone. Our army's gone. <laughs> he's like, Who cares? We're yeah. in Winterfell. Yeah. We have Winterfell, nothing can touch us here. And then boom, boom. <laughs> Stampy just kind of punches through the door. And then someone shoots an arrow at his hand while yeah. it's like trying to raise the, the, oh, the bar yeah. inside. Oh, it's and he just yeah. tears his tears hand around the oh. arrow. And then just punches he again, punching, yeah. opens it up, and then just comes barreling in. Yeah. And he's covered in arrows because he's yeah. been at this point he's just been shot, shot at, by, at yeah. by everyone. And he's like, It's <laughs> like Chewbacca or something. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's glorious. And then Tormund and John kind of race up on either side of him. And mm. there's that amazing moment when... You know, and all the wildlings sort of flood in and, and start killing the Bolton men and Ramsay's all a bit, oh. and then John sort of looks at Stampy and they have that moment of yeah. connection and then Ramsay shoots him in the eye. Of course he does, yes. And he goes down. Like that's the one that gets him is the one in the eye. Yeah. And then that sort of sets off. Like John is John. done at that point. Like because Ramsay is says something done. about let's let's have man man to man combat. Yes, yeah. you mentioned something about man to man combat before. Let's do that. But he's still playing his games because he's like he's got a bow and arrow. Yeah. Right. And John has like a sword. Like who? What's going to happen? No, I don't here? think. I think he's dropped his sword at this point. Yeah, maybe. But, but like he you just know, picks up a shield. He grabs he... a shield and he like you know starts shielding himself yeah. from the arrows. And I'm like, does Ramsay actually want? To win at this point, or is he just playing one last little game with someone? That's what I felt. It was like. just very strange, I, where he was like, "Ooh, I'm going to shoot well, you now." I mean, earlier in the battle, Davos had said, "Don't fire, don't fire." You know, we'll hit our own men, and Ramsay had just gone, "Yep, fire." Yeah, like he didn't mind taking out his men if it yes. took out John's men. Yes. So I think that yeah, he's like, "Well, screw it." You know, I'll I'll take you down with me, basically. Yeah. So if you, you're going to kill me, but I'll take you with me. But he doesn't because John proceeds to beat seven <laughs> shades. And, and look, shit. and look, I have, I have no problem with that yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> that was that was that was like five seasons coming. Yeah, that, that it was immensely satisfying. And oh boy. you know, and it, it only stopped because Sansa, like John, kind of saw Sansa. Yeah, he like, just kept punching. Like he, yeah. He was He was not, not going to stop until there was just a fine red paste. And yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, Jon Snow had kind of gone then and there was something yeah. wild mm. in in his place. Yeah. And he only stopped and kind of came back to being Jon when he saw Sansa and kind of went and I don't know whether it was maybe I shouldn't beat him to death in front of my sister for a bit of decorum. No, I think it was definitely was more, I yeah. should leave him to you to kill. Yes. <laughs> I th- I think, you know, you probably want this one. So yeah. here you go. Take a step back. Yeah. So then we saw uh, maybe, you know, half an hour later, an hour later, something and bodies starting to be brought in and um, Rickon's body was Mm. brought in and he said, we're burying him in the corpse, in the corpse, in the crypt. And Sansa says, where is he? And she goes into the cells where Ramsay's strapped to a chair. Now, his face should have been far more broken than yes. it was given the amount of punching <laughs> you know, yeah. but they covered yeah. it all up with a lot of fake blood so yeah. that that was something and then he spat the line at her which is really interesting and has gotten a few people talking again yeah. which is I'm part of you a lot of people seem to take that as like I've knocked he, you up I've knocked you up yeah I don't think it was that I think it was more you have experienced me you'll never forget 
yeah, me. Exactly, yeah. I've made a mark on And not, not only that, but I've I've changed you. Yeah. You've, you've become more like me yeah. simply by being around me. Yeah, that innocent girl that was yeah. once there. Even the girl who married him didn't know what was going mm. to happen. So he's made his mark on her in an, in, in an irretrievable, irre, irreversible, irreversible way. way. So that's what I took from that. But yeah, I me, me see too. how people took the whole pregnancy thing. But. Yeah, it would be interesting if they went that way. Yeah. I don't know if they will or not. It's funny because there's been a fair few women on my post and what's really been amazing is seeing the reaction particularly of women to Ramsey's death. Like, yeah, they're very, very, it, very for it. It's very pro. Yeah, oh, like, it's very, very pro ripping apart yeah, by dogs. Yeah, and... To the point of, of some women saying, you know, well, yeah, if, if she was pregnant, like, she'd just have to, like, kill it, right? Like, <laughs> give birth to it and then just kill it. And there's, it's not even, it's just like, like the, the prospect of having, you know, yes, yeah. it's half Ramsey, but it's still half Stark. You know, maybe there's a, there's a some role good, of like, no, no, nurture I'd versus nature. It's like, no, it's, it's repellent. And yeah. so many women have kind of said that in, in various yes. forms. I've been really yeah. interested to see that. So it's if that's been, been your reaction, like... <laughs> like, let's have that discussion because it was full on. It's very visceral, very primal it was, response it was, to Ramsey. Yes, exactly. I think it was interesting for me because, again, like for me, i I thought it was I thought it was great. I thought the the scene itself was this amazing comeuppance for a terrible person. Mm. But again, this isn't necessarily the show for that. Like, and people have, people have pointed out that, like, look, we've gone through the bad patch of the story. And now we're towards the back end of the story. Like, you know, as much as we may not want to admit it, Game of Thrones has a shelf life and it's coming to an end relatively soon. Mm. Not this season, but there will be at least one more season, maybe two seasons. We don't know how that's going to work. So at this point, I'm going to be so lonely. The the good guys in inverted commas have to start winning a couple of battles and that's fine. But there's always been an ambiguity about death in this show. When a hated character gets a justified death, there's always been a note of you're not a good person for being okay with this. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. From like Joffrey dying was a horrific scene Mm. where, which made everyone sort of go, Oh, like up to and including Ollie, (laughs) who I could not have waited more to see, to see (laughs) die. I was like, Kill him. So, yeah, Kill him immediately. It's still right? conflicting. They even then went out of their way to show his eyes bugging out of his head as the life was choked out of him. Yeah. And saying, you are not a good person for being okay with this. Ramsey got his face ripped off by his own dogs. And as far as the show was concerned, yep, that is 100% okay. And sure, it is. Because they made him a cartoonish, yeah. over-the-top villain. Mustache-twirling villain. And that doesn't necessarily fit with what the show has been doing up until this point. <sighs> I think. Isn't it the exception? That it is still, rule? well, it is, it's still incredibly satisfying. Yeah. And it was very fitting in an ironic sort of way that his own dogs, that he used to sick on people. And that he only in this, the first episode of this series, sicked on poor Walder. Walder. So it was that circle closing. Yeah, absolutely. But it just, I don't know, it felt too neat. It felt too. I don't know. Something about it just felt off to me. Stu. We (laughs) are going to have to go. So what I'm going to suggest to you, 
because this podcast has run, run long, that we go off now and do a separate little one about what we want to see next week. That we can Okay, we'll do some predictions. We can do some predictions. Absolutely. So stay tuned in the next couple of days. We'll have that coming up to you. Thank you so much for bearing with us. This has been a longer podcast, but by God, what an episode that Absolutely. was. Uh, in many ways, one of the hugest ever in Game of Thrones. It was, and it was, so, it was a genuinely great episode. I yeah. just had a couple of problems with the execution, but Stu everything else was to, fine. Stu just wants to spoil the party. It's fine. <laughs> so we will be back, and we will do more speculation about what we might see in episode 10. Until then, as we always like to say, Valamogulus! Winter is coming.